This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. Uh, and so the phenomenon continues, I guess. Uh, this is really a shared cultural reference, especially at a time where everybody's sort of working from home or hunkering down. <laughs> so the Carol Baskin story continues. That's sort of an offshoot from The Tiger King that has been the rage on Netflix, where it's brought much mirth and merriment, as well as a sense of shame for having watched it. All seven episodes and now an eighth added. But, uh, you know, before this whole phenomenon took place, uh, something else that reared its head <laughs> in New York City uh had happened many many years prior uh without really spilling all of the beans let's get the story directly from Corey kilgannon who's a new york times columnist and he's joined the oakley show at global news radio 640 toronto Corey, how you holding out john how are you thanks for having me i appreciate you coming on i mean this is a wild story literally and figuratively uh tell me about new york city's own tiger man uh predates the tiger king <laughs> exotic joe and all the rest uh where does the story start Right, so it starts about 20 years ago when uh, a, a construction worker named Antoine Yates, who later on when his tiger was discovered would, would be given the nickname Tiger Man of New York City. At the time, I guess it was in 2001, he brought home a little tiger cub, a few weeks old, started bottle feeding it. And, uh, you know, he's, and then within weeks or if not months, uh, you know, he... He's going to get chicken thighs at the local supermarket in Harlem where he lives, and he's keeping this this tiger cub, which is very quickly becoming growing into a full-grown tiger, in the fifth floor of a Harlem housing project. And, uh, you know, within a year, the thing grows to nearly a full-grown tiger. We're talking about 400-plus pounds. Mm. And so uh, he had to feed this thing, and you're saying he's bringing home chicken thighs from the local grocerie. How much was this tiger eating when it grew to full uh, full size? Well, they say he was eating about 20 pounds of chicken a day, mixed with other stuff. I didn't get into the specifics. Okay, so I spoke to him. I spoke to Antoine about a week ago for the article that I was writing, uh, which was kind of spurred by the interest in Tiger King. And, and some a lot of New Yorkers, and a lot of them don't know it, but a lot of them remember that when they're that uh, before there was Tiger King, there was the Tiger Man who kept a full-grown tiger in, 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 you know, in the fifth-floor uh, apartment. Well, how do you manage yeah, to do that? It ate a lot. <laughs> well, okay. It eats a lot. Uh, I'm guessing it's, you know, got to defecate or do whatever. The smell must have been permeating the hallways, although, you know, in New York City, necessarily, that isn't something that's going to be flagged. <laughs> but uh, did, did this go unnoticed by neighbors? I mean, how long did the guy actually have the tiger? Well, so he had it about from two to three years, and uh, and in that time, it, you know, it did grow to a, basically, I guess, full body size, and it was no, it was noticed by neighbors, but it wasn't. But then, you know, but the neighbors, this isn't really a neighborhood where they're going to go run into the authorities. I mean, stuff is kind of kept in house, and uh, maybe it's kind of a local snicker, you know. And but so the authorities didn't really know about it until one day when um, this same owner of the tiger, Mister Yates, he took in a little kid. 
And the tiger lunged at the kitten, and Mr. Yates tried to intervene, and he got he got gashed in the leg by you know by the big cat. And um, mm. and when he went to the hospital, and he told he told the doctors there that he got bit by a pit bull, you know, so as not to give away his exotic <laughs> and illegal <laughs> and illegally kept pet. The doctors mm. were a little bit dubious, and within a day or two, the police showed up at the apartment, and the kind of jig was up. But I mean, they did; have, they still had to get the tiger out alive, which was another uh, operation. Yeah, yeah, you got to tell us about that again. Corey Kilgannon's on the line, New York Times columnist, has written about New York City's Tiger Man. Uh, this is going back about twenty years ago, predates the Tiger King. But in the interests of these big cats, uh, I mean, this story is uh, as current as they come. So, you know, you mentioned he had the little kitten he brought in with the big tiger. Uh, that wasn't the entire uh, menagerie. He had quite a retinue, didn't he? He did. He had he had an alligator that was over five feet. He kept him in a kind of a, a, a quasi bathtub type of thing, a fiberglass tank. And he had other exotic animals, which he didn't really want to get into detail with. And I think, come on, you can't get prosecuted for this anymore. But I think that he's he's a lover of exotic animals, and I don't think he's he, you know he's so now he's living in Philly, uh, in the Philly area. Uh, and uh, I think I don't think he's giving up on giving up on his dream. I mean, the whole thing was he got the tiger. As part of, he wanted to set up a sanctuary north of New York City in, in more rural, rural area in upstate New York, to uh, not close, not that close to you guys, but I mean, I would say maybe two hours north of New York. But um, he wanted to set up in a sanctuary, you know, where kind of man and beast would live in harmony or something. I don't think it would resemble a Tiger King uh, uh, sanctuary, but you know, he wouldn't really elaborate on uh, his future plans or even what they were for this. And he he said he was keeping Ming the Tiger in his apartment in Manhattan, you know, waiting for the right time that he could build. He, you know, take them upstate and be part of this bigger, uh, you know, colony. Well, yeah, the whole idea was his basic Garden of Eden vision that he held. Right, right. He he believed that, you know, man and beast, and, you know, they could live in harmony and, uh, you know, without cages and that type of thing. And then for, for, for a couple of years, he did and, until uh, it all went <laughs> south after the, uh, you know, the, the kitten incident. But, uh, you know, for, for two to three years, he lived... He had Ming in there. He played with him. He described how he really, you know, devised little, uh, you know, play sessions and trying to keep him, trying to keep him as wild as he could within the confines of a Manhattan apartment. Yeah, in this Manhattan apartment, by the way, I don't know how much square feet, but uh, my spies tell me he also had bear cubs, Rottweilers, hyenas, monkeys, snakes, a llama. Well, this is what neighbors were saying when, like, reporters like myself and, uh, and and law enforcement went around trying to speak to neighbors, saying, well, you know, why didn't you tell anybody, or what did you notice? And, you know, every neighbor, of course, comes up with another crazy animal that he had in there. Uh, you know, <laughs> was it true? I don't know, because Yates never really spilled the beans, but he kind of also, he was a little bit coy about it. He didn't want to get into details. He could have said no, but he didn't say no. He just said he didn't want to get into details. He wouldn't elaborate on it. He did say he had, he had all kinds of exotics in there, you know. Well, the police bust is also an interesting part of this story, uh, where you alluded to it er earlier, where uh, that was a whole uh, expedition in and of itself. They didn't just knock on the door and then come in and take the tiger out, out now, did they? Uh, what went down with the tiger's removal? What they did was when the emergency services unit came, they drilled a, uh, a hole in either the, one of the walls or the floor. Is this differing accounts. And they stuck a little camera. I guess they have these, this type of equipment. They stuck a little camera through the hole. And they ascertained that, yes, there is a tiger in there. And, uh, and once having done that, they sent um, an officer kind of rappelling down the side of the building on the outside of the building uh, mm. with a tranquilizer gun. And uh, once he got to the window, yes, the tiger was not only there, but like, you know, was, was kind of lunging at the window and roaring. 
you know, and there's, there's pictures of this. Like the tabloid photographers are all over this stuff. You know, this goes out on the police call, and these guys are there almost before the cops are. So there's pictures actually around my story, and you can see them online of this of this New York City cop with the tranquilizer gun rappelling down, you know, dangling by a rope, and the tiger guy kind of you know lunging at the window, kind of at him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the cop was successful in actually darting the tiger, and and they subdued him. And they, uh, I think it took like at least six, you know, men to carry him out on a tarp uh, to a tr- you know a truck, and they eventually got him to a sanctuary. And I, I think it's Ohio. And, and they also pulled the alligator out too. And they all they both went <laughs> sanctuary. So, so it was a full on SWAT yeah. operation then. It was yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you get a tiger out of out of a, a you know public housing complex? That, you know. Had, I guess the answer is very carefully. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would say. Uh, and so uh, at this point, I guess he's busted. Antoine Yates, this is a construction worker uh, who is Tiger yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. What rap did he face and uh, how long did he do and where is he now? He actually did face a few years in jail, which he never wound up um, being sentenced to because he, he you know settled for a plea bargain. Uh, and he, he wound up only serving a, a few months, but then he, I think he also had a five-year probation that required him not to have any contact with animals, which really crushed him, because, you know, he's, of course, he's an animal lover. <laughs> so after having served that, and of course, he was splashed all over the front of the papers, you know, for weeks in, in the city, and um, and uh, the press had, you know, a great deal of, you know, uh, you know glee, gleefully covering these various, you know, court appearances, and then after he finished his... Um, his his sentence and his probation, he settled down with you know the family has I guess um with relatives in the Philly area, and now I know I know he has a dog one day because his mother was out. He's, he's walking the dog, and I said, "Oh, he's walking the." That's so conventional compared to the guy who kept you know, a Bengal tiger in his park. <laughs> right, he's gone down market now. It's a low budget kind of animal thing. What right. a wild story, man! Oh man, they yeah. got to turn this into a movie or something like that. <laughs> okay, no animals were hurt in the making of the story. Uh, it's a wild one. I really Not appreciate you humans, coming. On. Actually, yeah. What's that? Not even any humans, except for him, or maybe you're injured. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he did that short stretch uh, at Rikers Island, from what I understand. But other than that, uh, you know, even some uh, upstanding citizens end up with a, a going into the bin there, don't they? <laughs> so, right. Yep. <laughs> there yep. you go. What a great story, Corey. Thanks for coming on. We could use a laugh in these times. So uh, I appreciate it. Hope you're holding up well yeah. as well. Thanks, John. Same to you. Yep. You got it. Corey Kilgannon. Again, he's a columnist with the New York Times, and uh, that is a story. That, of course, much needed. It's like a a balm for my soul. (laughs) The guy, Tiger Man. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.